Hey, welcome everybody. I am here in Tel Aviv at a place called Hostage Square. Many of you recognize my guest right now, this Pastor Ken Graves. And uh, we've been here on a tour, uh, not a normal Israel tour though. This is something entirely different because of the war. And Ken, just walk the people through your experience, the things you've seen, and uh, also the takeaway and the hope that we have. Well, hearing on this particular trip, hearing, hearing, this is a, a trip, for, you know, we're not speaking so much as we're listening and having our hearts broken. As Romans 12, what, 15, weep with those who weep. And we've heard the hearts of, Ameri of uh, Israeli uh, women um, who live on the borders, who, some of whom have to deal with their knowledge of what evil is on the other side of a fence that wants to come over and slay, slaughter, rape, and, and, uh, and take, and, and having to live with that. Now, you know, knowing firsthand, having seen the video, it's one thing for them to have lived with the expressed intentions of Hezbollah or Hamas. It's another thing to have now actually seen it. And now everybody having seen it, they have this, you know, they have to deal with this, this fear in their heart for their children, for themselves. They've got to always be thinking in terms of, of that reality. And then, and then yesterday, being down on the southern border with Gaza and, and actually visiting the scene of the crime. I don't know about you, bro, but I, 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 I had such a weird mixture of sorrow, but it was over, I guess, overwhelmed by anger. You know, the, the, the longing for, for justice and for the God of vengeance, who does avenge. And vengeance is not wrong. It's just not ours. It belongs to him. And uh, that, that was my, for me yesterday, just being overcome by that. And today, seeing again the faces of all these hostages, the opportunity to hear from the families and the people that love them. Oh, my heart. It, it, again, it anger burns, which also in me produces a longing for a king Amen. that will bring about real justice on this earth. Amen. I mean, just what you saw yesterday in the kibbutz that you went to, seeing the homes, the pictures of the people that were either taken hostage or murdered, and the way, and hearing about how the atrocities, which are too evil to even hmm. repeat, but we're here in Hostage Square and we think about the families as we mm -hmm. look at the Shabbat table that's set up and the, the tents to go meet the family members. What a heartbreaker. But mm. again, as you said, listen, we have the King of Kings coming yeah. and he's going to right all the wrongs. And, but inside is it, an anger. And mm. it's like, how do you, you know, you just, how do you channel that to the Lord? Amen. And that is it. And, and, and I hope the, the biggest reason why we're here is the hope that the Israeli Jews will come to realize the only people that really love them, I mean, when it really comes down to it, are those who believe in the king that they have for now rejected. Amen. A absolutely. Those who actually believe the Bible is true Amen. and trust in the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. Ken, thank you so much for joining Brother, me. Honored. God bless. <laughs> thank you. Hey, thank you everybody for joining us. I am here in Tel Aviv at Hostage Square with Pastor Joe Pettick from Calvary Chapel of the Harbor in Huntington Beach. Joe, yes. 
Uh, you came out of here with a group of pastors who have an influence in the community yes. uh, back home in the States. And here, I, I look at where we are in Hostage Square, just this yeah. reminder yeah. of the fact there's still hostages over yeah. in heart Gaza. Heart-wrenching, yes. It is heart-wrenching. Yeah. We have the Shabbat table that's set up over here. Correct. We, we have the tents that are set up here with family members that yeah. still have hostages, family, yes. kids, yeah. loved ones. In Gaza, we have the rest of the world's going around yeah. uh, business as usual. Oh, yeah. All around us. All here around in Tel Aviv. us. Here, yeah. even in Tel Aviv, yeah. and obviously in the rest of the world, too. Everything's Correct. ignored. We have this piano that's set up here where some of the most famous piano players in all of Israel yeah. are coming and playing uh, right. for, yeah. for free just yeah. to support. Yeah. But we look at all of these things. Joe, I'm going to thank you for coming. Yeah, what a blessing it is to be here. Thank you. And your experience just with some yeah. of the things that you have seen. Wow. Well, first off, uh, being a minister, pastor of a, of a church, uh, just to get here was, was something. It was in my devotional time praying, and the Lord put on my heart, I want you to be there. And I asked the congregation all to pray in all three services, and they prayed, and all of a sudden, just the doors kicked open that I should be here. So I knew the Lord wanted me to be here. The experience has been heart-wrenching. Uh, so it's been uh, two different spectrums, if you will. Heart-wrenching, meeting with some of these family members that have lost some lost loved ones, some they're still hoping that their loved ones will come back from uh, being hostages. Uh, Heart-wrenching, going to the kibbutz where it all happened, you know, talking to the people there that lost loved ones and seeing the destruction. But then yet, uh, when we walk the streets of Jerusalem, we've had opportunities to share the love of Christ and, and to actually, with their scriptures, talk about the fact that God is not through with the nation of Israel. Uh, be encouraged and uh, just a blessing to be a part of that, to watch the hearts of the local people here, their hearts are broken, but yet they're open, broken and open. And so that's what we've been seeing, Tom. Yeah, so the, yeah. just a heartbreaking experience, but God's not done with Israel. Would you say, uh, what would you say is your takeaway from that one? What would be one quick takeaway from all that? Wow, well, the, again, the quick takeaway uh, from, from all of this is, you know what, uh, first, the thing that I've been watching and hearing is that this devastation has actually brought this country together. So they're all standing, mm. politics is out the door. And so, uh, so they're all coming together uh, in this because they're all heartbroken. So my takeaway is, what a, is, as heart-wrenching as this is, what a blessing it is to be here uh, with the people that we love. You know, Tom, as you've been teaching for many years, we love Israel. Why? The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob loves Israel, and he's gonna pour out his spirit again on the nation of Israel. We love them, but they're our friends. When our friends are hurting, we wanna be there, and that's why we're here. My takeaway is, we're just here. We're weeping with those that are weeping. Yesterday, we were crying with people that are weeping, and that's what we're called to do, Tom. Yeah, that's great. God is drawing Israel to himself, and we wanna be a part of that. Amen. I wanna thank you for that. What would be a final thought, a hope, uh, of hope that you would have for everybody that's watching this. Yeah, so I would say that the hope, obviously the hope we all have is in Yeshua, it's in Jesus. And uh, again, I, I believe this, this heart-wrenching thing that's happening here in this country is opening up people's hearts. Some of them are, are mad and bitter at God. We just talked to a lady here and she's like, well, there is no God, you know, because of the devastation. But God is at work and so our hope goes way beyond the grave. And so we can share that hope here, knowing that the hope for, for Israel is, oh wait, God loves you and he's not finished with you guys. And just, just hang on. It's a difficult time. The scriptures tell us you're gonna go through a, a very difficult time, but God is gonna pour out his spirit upon you guys. Keep looking to him. And so there's so much hope, but it's in Yeshua. But uh, uh, just a, again, a blessing uh, to be able to share that hope 
And so not only that, Tom, I'm sure you've been here many times. I've been here many times. I've never seen the hearts of people open like they are right now. Their, yeah. their hearts are just are wide open and they're looking for hope and we have the answer and his name is Jesus and he is, he is the hope for all of us. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Joe, so yes, much Tom. for coming you, and joining my us. Brother. Love you too. Okay. Bless you. Thank you everybody for joining us. God bless. God bless. Hey everyone, I am here with Pastor Walter from Christ Community Church in El Centro, except we are in Tel Aviv at Hostage Square. And I look at this place, Walter, and look at around, over in the tents are uh, family members of hostages that are in Gaza right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The torture that's happening to them is, I mean, the things that we think about awful. We have the Shabbat table that's yes. set for, uh, to bring them all home. We've seen the dog tags bring them home. Uh, Walter, you've been here with a group of pastors and influential people in the communities back home in the United States. And uh, what's been your experience? You went down to Gaza area yesterday, Kfar we Gaza. We did, we did. Which was the... It was one of the first sites that was, or first towns that they had attacked. And it was, it was just unbelievable. You know, because I've heard the reports, I've seen, you know, read the reports, I've, I've seen news footage. But to be there and personally see what took place was life-changing. My life is forever impacted by what I saw yesterday because everything is pretty much left as it was after the attack. So the houses that were burned, the ones that were shot up, the ones that had grenades tossed in them, everything was, was exactly the same after the attack. And I think they're doing that purposely so that people can come and visit and see the devastation that took place and the atrocities that took place there. Just absolutely awful oh. what happened. And you know, so much of the world just, uh, we see all the pro-Hamas rallies, which people are saying they're not pro-Hamas rallies, but they really are. They really anti -Israel are. anti-Israel rallies. Well, there's absolutely. no neutral in it. You're, no, you're either pro-Israel or you're pro-Hamas. You yeah. can't say Free Palestine was saying, hey, I support Hamas. Oh, ab absolutely, I really appreciate your truth on that. You know, I hear all kinds of stories. I see them on the internet. There's all kinds of lies that are told that are out there. I would tell people, hey, come down here and you go to the areas yourself. Yeah. But as I look at this, Walter, uh, what would be a takeaway from this trip that we've had? Well, there's, I think, a couple takeaways. One, you can't believe what you're hearing in the media. Uh, you know, the, the media that's being reported, there's a certain biasness. They're trying to get a, a narrative out to fit their own agenda. Uh, number two, uh, I think that when you come down and you see it for yourself and you hear from the citizens, see that's the thing, at uh, Farazah, they had a citizen that led our group. He was actually there when everything went down. So you hear firsthand accounts. So a takeaway for me is that uh, I really understand the truth of what took place then. Regardless of what the media said, I saw it firsthand, witnessed it firsthand. And the gravity of the situation was heavy. Our hearts were, were broken over what we saw. We, we just started to weep with those who, who weep and we started to feel their pain. So it was life-changing experience. Those, those images are forever ingrained in my mind and it causes me to continually pray for them. What would you say is the hope that we have and what we can offer to people? Well, the hope we have, of course, ultimately is Jesus Christ. And I think the gospel is something that we can offer, but at the moment, 
they need our prayers, they need our support. And when you go into these tents, I like the way they have them laid out because uh, the pictures are on the, the, the walls of the tent and you see the ones that are held hostage, but you also see the ones that are freed. Mm. And I think the hope is that they would all come home. Uh, people are praying for them. Many Christians have rallied around Israel at this time, and I think they need to be pray, uh, praying specifically for these hostages because slowly but surely they're being released. Yeah. Great. Well, what would be a final thought you would have for everybody who's watching this? I think a final thought that I ha would have for everybody is that we need to stand with Israel at this time. Uh, when the war first started, we saw a lot of support rallied around Israel. Uh, but then as the war continued, people started to have second thoughts. They started to hear reports in the media, you know, Israel is over aggressive. Uh, we've seen that the United Nations has not stood with Israel in support. So I want to uh, just encourage you, stand with Israel no matter what. Keep those convictions deep. Continue to pray for the peace of Jerusalem and uh, watch what God can do through all of this. Great. Thank you, Walter. God bless you. Bye. Hey, everyone. Welcome. I am here in Hostage Square in Tel Aviv with Marcus McClure. And uh, Marcus is the head of Inspired Travel. And you put together a group because you work with a lot of pastors throughout the entire country and actually other, other places too, South America and so forth. But you had the vision to put together a group of pastors to come over to Israel and get a firsthand account of what is really going on and to be able to communicate the truth to the world. But uh, walk us through that process, why you had the vision, how it came about, and so forth. For me, it, it, it just hit me right away. I woke up that morning on the 7th. I was supposed to leave for Israel on the 9th. With, uh, we had about 1,500 people coming that month, so I was ready to go. And then I woke up turned on the news, got the phone calls, and I was shocked. I just went into a complete state of shock, going, this, how could Israel let this happen first? So I started process that, and then it turned into just incredible grief, and I didn't know what to do, so I kind of I froze for a little bit, and then I uh, went over to the office, and I just said, I gotta go. And for me, it's, it's not really business, it's, it's more of a ministry, it's, a, it's what I feel like I was called to do. So I, my brothers are here, family's here. So I panicked and just wanted to get here. And they kept telling me, no, you got to wait, you got to wait. All the airlines quit flying. Nobody would fly in. Um, LL said they'd fly me in. So I said, okay. But uh, they wanted me to wait. So I waited. And then I started getting phone calls from some great pastors that we work with. And they said, hey, are you going? I said, yeah, I'm going to go. And so it just kind of formed that way. And then start bringing guys over here. This is the first trip of many, I'm hoping. Yeah. Um, I'm sure, you know, you're going to be bringing over more uh, trips like this, more guys like this that need to come over, both men and women who are influential, because we need to get the truth out. But you, you, you set it up uh, to take the group up north to the area where Hezbollah is attacking from, the north, uh, down south, you went to uh, uh, Gaza, right there, uh, just outside the border of Gaza. You went to Starot, I believe, yep. and then also Kfar Aza, uh, one of the kibbutzim that was uh, severely hit. Yes. And But this truth needs to be told. And I want to thank you for putting together this group. Thanks for coming. Well, you bet. What would you say to everybody out there? Because really, we need to get pastors here, uh, even influential women that need to come here and say, look, you have a platform, you need to share it, let's do this. Yes. I, I tell you, you come. 
Um, one thing I've noticed the difference, I mean, I've been coming here for years, but when I got off that plane and I saw all the guys I work with and the, and the women we work with, and just the joy on their face of like, you care, you're here, yeah. you believe us. Because yeah. you know we're hearing right now in our country that this is all fake and oh that uh, it yeah. just makes me sick to my stomach. Oh, we're hearing it's all fake. Yeah. And this gets the truth. We, we have a propaganda war, but people here need to know that we care. We have yep. the love of Jesus. And yep. this is this is a significant way to be able to just show them that we love them. But it is, yep. it is. we're hearing so many lies yep. uh, from the Western media and on the internet, yep. all the alternate media is even uh, promoting lies. This is real, it really is happening. It's happening. I've seen it, we've seen it with our own eyes. We've seen the video. We've touched these people. I mean, we were hugging the guy that, that, that owned the kibbutz yesterday that lost 65 members of his family. And he just needed a hug. Oh. I mean, his, his mind is so torn up and it was just, just hugging him just changed him for the day. Thank you. Thank you much. Thanks, Thanks for doing this. Thank you for yeah, coming. Thank you for joining me for this too. All right, you, God bless. Uh, welcome everybody. I'm here in Tel Aviv with Pastor Lloyd Poli. And as you can see, uh, we're not in a normal studio, we're, we're in Hostage Square. And uh, here, Lloyd, uh, you've been talking with different family members who have uh, hostages that are in Gaza. Some have been free, but we have them over here in the tents, the families. This is this is Very unique opportunity for families representing those that are still hostage. Uh, the family I talked with uh, just a few minutes ago, they had uh, 15 killed at their kibbutz, uh, five were oh taken hostage. Three were miraculously returned, two young teens and an 85-year-old woman. But the father of a couple of girls that uh, were you know, released, he's still there, and another man. So there's two hostages they're still in vigil praying for. So I told them what we were doing here, and, and our prayers are with them. So it's very touching, because this, this is kind of like what happened in New York City in 9-11 in Union Square, which we were a part of. Uh, but this is gone. This is 90 days in. Union Square lasted two weeks. Yeah. So this is. Uh, they're still. Heartbreaking. Hostage. Yeah. It's heartbreaking. You've seen some real awful things when you're down in the near, right near the border of Gaza. Yes. Uh, just uh, over the last couple of days, and your experience there must have been overwhelming. You know the the level of evil, and I think this is one of the things I. I came away with this movie from the Green Mile, this line from the Green Mile that says he used their love to kill them. And what struck me in this particular kibbutz is that these people believed that if you just treat them kindly, they'll be nice to you. You be nice to them, they'll be nice to you. They, they let these workers come in and work among them, not knowing they were spies, mapping things out. The people that showed them the greatest kindness were given the greatest evil because they knew how they lived and how they worked and their their strategies their plans and they knew exactly what to do and the, the level of evil is just beyond words but it's really a disease from that islamic mentality that's radical this is really the ideology it's not just people just don't understand the evil and yeah. if you don't believe in evil if you think that people are just bad because they had a bad break and if you treat them nice they'll be good they don't understand evil yeah not at all uh, the heart of man is deceitful and wicked is what the Bible does tell us. Uh, let me ask you this. You're wearing dog tags. What, what, what do those represent? Where'd you get them? I got them over here at one of the booths just supporting them with a donation and a hat and a t-shirt. But the dog tag, of course, represents those that are in the military now fighting this battle. Uh, but also bring them home is what it states on here in Hebrew and in English. So uh, they're fighting a battle, you know, against evil. and. 
this morning I, I read in Genesis about Rebecca, who was given the blessing as she left to go marry Isaac, that may your descendants uh, have the gates or hold the gates or take the gates of those that hate them, hate you. And so I thought, wow, what an appropriate passage to pray for Israel that they would be, ha that there would be no defense that could withstand uh, their protection of their nation. Wow. What would be a takeaway for everybody that's going to watch this? You know, listen, this, this is a world we live in. You know, it, it, it's not a matter of just Israel as a focal point. Israel is a focal point because Satan hates uh, anyone made in the image of God. And he hates the Jewish people because they brought forth the Word of God. They brought forth the Messiah. He hates Christians because they're sharing the light of the gospel. So what hatred is here, it's just a matter of time before it's amplified to the Christian community. And if we don't stand with solidarity with our Jewish brothers, um, there'll be none to stand for us. And it, you know, it's, this is kind of the whole Nazi thing. They came for this and I, I wasn't that, so I didn't care. We have to care when things like this happen, this evil in the world. Great, excellent point. Uh, what would you say is our hope and what would be some thoughts, a uh, closing thought you would have for everybody? You know what, I really believe that um, we, we just need to be more bold um, with our conviction, uh, love in truth. Uh, the, and, and that's our hope because for me it was hope that brought me to the gospel. I saw hope in a man that I knew I didn't have and I, I want that. And so we have, despite all this, this is not about like being afraid. This is not about, oh no, they're coming for us. This is about, we have the message of the gospel, which is eternal life. And we should boldly proclaim that uh, whatever happens because uh, we have this abiding hope. And I'll tell you, when you have that hope, it's infectious. Amen. And right now the world is looking for that hope too. Yes. And we have the message. Yeah. And thank you so much. Thank you. Lloyd for God joining bless you, me. Tom, I appreciate, uh, appreciate all you do. Thank you so much. God bless you, everybody. Thanks for listening and being a part of this week's podcast. Before you go, I'd like to invite you to visit our website, hopeforourtimes.com, and check out the many resources we have to offer. On our website, we have books, DVDs, and daily news articles that will always keep you up to date on the times we're living in. If you'd like to see the video version of this week's podcast, you can find us at Hope For Our Times on YouTube. God bless, and we'll talk to you next time. Thank you.